1: And Vox Media, welcome back, one and all, talking about your still undefeated Green Bay Packers. Three wins, no losses, atop the NFC North division as the Packers take care of business on a rainy, sloshy Lambeau field, uh, defeating the visiting Denver Broncos 27 to 16 side little side nugget. I think I saw a graphic during the game that the Denver Broncos have never, ever, ever won a game in Wisconsin. So I thought that that was interesting. More on that later. Actually, not more on that. We're not going to talk (laughs) about that. I am Zach Rapport in Albuquerque, New Mexico at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Follow the show at the APC Pod on Twitter, where you can tweet at us your questions, your reactions, and we will be getting to a lot of those today. And I am joined, just two of us today, no no shirtless Ben Foldy sitting in a dark room in Detroit, Michigan. It's just me and Alex Patakis. But you've changed locations, Alex. How are
2: you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm now in my uh, home office, which you- is a half bedroom, which should not be advertised as such. It's basically a closet, but I got natural light. I got everything I need. A little window, a little desk. Um, so we're good. Have you did you happen to see the amount of Twitter followers we had today?
1: Uh for the for the podcast account? No.
2: Yes. What am I looking at? Um six, we six, need six. One, Yeah, we need yeah. one unfollow or one follow uh at this given moment. In fact, I'm contemplating unfollowing myself.
1: No, we need it to stay this way
2: forever. or or that or no one ever follow the show
1: (laughs) i'm screenshotting it
2: yeah so i don't know what that means for our luck as a show going forward but um it it seems kind of dark (laughs) i think it means great things i'm gonna screenshot it and i'm gonna put that up on our instagram
1: which we have for no reason just to further this vanity project at the apc pod on instagram as well we should just get right into uh, note nugs. There's not a whole lot to to talk about. Uh, Alex, you and I were kind of talking before we hit record here. It's kind of been a similar situation each week. Not a lot of controversy. The offense is looking a little bit better, but for the most part, it's the it's the same it's the same story. So not a lot of hot takes. We're just going to do some some note nugs coming out of this game. We're going to get to your note nugs as well. Again, tweet those at the ABC Pod hashtag note nugs, and then we're going to do a little. Uh, listener mailbag keep the twitter train rolling got an email in as well so alex why don't we just get started with notable nuggets coming out of this 27 to 16 victory over the denver broncos what is your notable nugget
2: first off as as you hit on like the the overwhelming so it's actually not a nugget but the overwhelming thought is i felt in a lot of ways like i watched the same game two weeks in a row and I think we're all kind of waiting for the Packers' recipe for victory to to change a little bit. But I, I want I'm going to do a little two pack nugs here. My my one nug to that, like to the overwhelming thought that it's like, oh, the defense again kind of saves the day. Offense maybe fast start and then slows down, is that if that recipe doesn't change, uh, and I'm not saying that you can expect the defense to win you games week in and week out because they're going to face better offenses. like we got the Chiefs on the calendar coming up in weeks. You got the Cowboys on the calendar coming up um, in a couple of weeks. But um, I I guess what my my first thing to start the show is just that, um, yes, we have Aaron Rodgers. He is a little bit older. I think we'll talk about him later based on some of the mailbag stuff that came in. But as long as they're winning... I'm okay if the new recipe like now going forward and almost permanently doesn't include him being otherworldly because the fact that he had to play like that for so long for us to be successful is what was so maddening in the first place. So yeah, it would be great if our defense continued to play so well and Aaron Rodgers got to, you know, MVP caliber form. I don't think we're going to get that. I think we missed that window. And I think we missed that window with complacency with some the coaching staff and and in the way decisions were made personnel wise but if this isn't a recipe i like it you know i i i like this brand of football so that's like a bonus like super nug um but no <laughs> super I, I did want to <laughs> i did want to follow up on a, <laughs> a <laughs> nice uh, a nug from last week where i mentioned and i listened back and thought that maybe i sounded critical of jair alexander which i'm not Uh, he, he continues to be a player who seems, um, almost superhuman to me in a a number of ways. Like since Charles Woodson, I don't think that we've had a truly dynamic, a player that dynamic on defense. Um, unless I'm just like really forgetting somebody, but, uh, you know, I said last week that I, I was kind of just waiting for him to finish off these potentially game changing plays. And, you know, he almost made a superhuman play with that interception that wound up being the Stefan Diggs touchdown in week two against the Vikings. Um, but kind of right on cue that that just takeaway. Um, you know, you tweeted that uh, <laughs> that GIF of <laughs> of uh, of a duck just kind of like snatching something, whatever it was out of out of the hand of uh, uh of somebody like that that is exactly what i'm talking about i think it was a swan plays swan really <laughs> swans are i didn't realize swans were aggressive they're aggressive man, man. go to really? central park meet some swans they want your food and they're not afraid yeah. of you well you used to work by the park right didn't you take walks at the park and things yeah. like that yeah wow The, I, ge- I'm the geese going too. To be, uh, i mean i think it's
1: also a new york thing that they're just like all the animals the squirrels look like get right on your shoulder man because they know they're like More often than not, food's coming. Anyway, we're off the rails. All the animals
2: are more aggressive, (laughs) including the human beings. Um, uh, Yeah, so, um, you know, but that's just kind of like the exact thing I'm talking about. Like when Charles Woodson would do maybe one thing every game or one thing every two weeks where you're just like, huh, that was freaking cool. Like I remember this one interception um, where I I, I think he like almost was draped over a a wide out shoulder. I totally forget who it was. Might have even been a tight end. Um, oh, this is all coming back to me very, very slowly. (laughs) And he kind I think it was Calvin Johnson. He almost like jumped over Calvin Johnson's shoulder and did like a in-air front flip and came down with the ball, just ripped it out of his hands. That kind of stuff gets me so juiced. Yeah. And Jair Alexander's gonna start doing those things. So my note nug is that um, you know, game-changing player we're waiting to blossom is happening and it's just gonna continue to be more and more fun. And it's particularly fun when, when the game's over, he lets you know about it, which I think is really cool as well. So yeah. uh, there's my long-winded nug. Anyway, done.
1: Well, I mean, as a supplement to that, (laughs) to that nug, I mean, guys like Jair Alexander and also, you know, Darnell Savage, the rookie, having an interception in this game was huge. Uh, All of those plays are going to become a lot more commonplace when you've got a pass rush that can get home and really pressure the quarterback and make them make poor decisions or split second decisions or throw off balance or do things that they wouldn't do in an ideal situation. Yeah, I think that the the turnovers are going to keep coming in spades, hopefully, along with the sacks, man. It's just. So much production, I just love it.
2: I just love it. I mean, they're one of the best pass rushes in the league right now. Yeah. So you know, I guess to, to what I was saying earlier, it's it's not like they've been getting lucky. You know, maybe they caught some breaks with the quarterbacks they've been facing, but it, it's not as if they've just been getting lucky and we're skating by. Like I'm not. Of course, I don't want them to have to, you know, make a, a get a takeaway late in the game to win every week. But the recipe can be that a Slightly less physically gifted, older Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over, and your defense takes the ball away. You know that, yeah. that's enough. Yeah, twenty-seven points is gonna like that. That wins you playoff games if your defense is playing well, especially if you can accumulate early season wins and get home field. Yep, well, I'll, I'll take that all day.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned his age. I think we'll we'll transition to one of my note nugs here. Uh, these numbers are are per Paul Noonan, but uh, this game was the first time since October of. 2017, and uh, for just the second time since November of 2016, going back three years, um, Aaron Rodgers was sacked zero times. He had one knockdown, uh, just one knockdown, but otherwise his laundry uh, was clean. And yeah. uh, as luck would have it, the the Packers have a quick turnaround playing against the Eagles, I don't even think either team really is going to practice. I think that's how they do that now. Like there's just no practice, there's no point. I hate Thursday night games. Maybe we can go on a tangent about that later, but the the point is uh it is a rarity for um for Aaron Rodgers to not get sacked at all uh, and some of that is to do with the way that that he plays. I would say actually much of it is 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 to do with that, but um, as you mentioned, as he's getting older, it takes uh, longer to heal those sacks they they mount up and and they become more and more meaningful on Monday and Tuesday when you're sitting in the cold tub or in the cryo chamber doing whatever it is these guys do now. but uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers made it clear in his uh, post game remarks that there's gonna be none of that this week and that he feels feels great and is is thankful to come out clean. So um, yeah, I just think that. Uh, is obviously a big deal heading into a a very, a criminally short week to face the Eagles who, who come to town uh, here in a few days as we record this on a, on a Monday, but also was kind of like it was staggering to hear that stat the first time since October of 2017 that he has not been sacked. That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, it it really is. I mean, especially for a guy of his mobility, which maybe that some of that is going away now, but it's not as if, 2 years ago he wasn't, you know, making a ton of plays with his legs. I think the Broncos are still uh the only team in the league. Yeah, well obviously they would be without a sack. So their pass rush in general isn't great. Um, you know, three games be it what it may with the ta- they have some talented guys up front. I'm not trying to discredit the Packers offensive line, but they have a lot of issues getting after the quarterback which um isn't that like what Vic Fangio's there? like I, I remember when everyone was like Craving Vic Fangio and basically saying that he he's like the guy we have to get him. We should do whatever we can.
1: It's interesting. I think that the Broncos are a team that I mean they pressured Aaron Rodgers and they made him uncomfortable. And there was you know there was a series where he had like it it seemed like three throwaways in a row that I know a lot of fans were bemoaning on, on Twitter. But they definitely pressured him. So maybe it's one of those situations where like it doesn't add up on the stat sheet necessarily. Right. Right. But they are generating uh, pressure against the the quarterback. So I, I do have a a low key prediction that at one of these days, they're going to break it open the Broncos and they're just going to have a game with like three sacks and an interception or four sacks and an interception or something. But yeah, they not, not to take anything away, as you said, from the Packers offensive line, who I think uh, played tremendously well. Uh, Elton Jenkins, the the rookie stepping up in a, in a big spot and they need him. They need him. To be good now, because uh, when they face the Eagles, I th- I think it's Fletcher Cox who he's going to be facing off with uh, mostly. I could uh, I could be wrong. I could pull up the depth chart and do the professional thing, but I'm just going to wing it because that's how we do here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, Um. yeah, I mean, they're going to the Eagles will look to exploit some mismatches one way or the other you know i don't think it's always a great idea to line up some of your best pass rushers uh across from david bakhtiari that's for sure (laughs) because um that often you know that that very rarely yields uh results so um i wouldn't be shocked you know i think the outside rushers moving in is something that teams probably already have started to do and maybe just like film people not us would 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 realize that uh quicker but yeah um We forgot to mention, and the only reason I'm just kind of going off script and doing this because I didn't see it on any of the uh, note nugs in the mailbag, which we will get to uh, everyone that has chimed in. But the fullback wheel route—is that did that come up in any of the of the interactions? Because that should now that I'm thinking of note nugs from this game, that to me was like the most standout thing. I think um, when that play happened, Ben Fennell,
1: I think he like he peed himself a little bit. He's probably so excited <laughs> yeah. to see
2: that. Yeah, he probably <laughs> did. And then everyone was clamoring for the, them to just, you know, fullback dive to kind of reward him yeah. and, and, and pay it off. I, one thing that I thought was interesting was when they were showing that on TV, they showed that one angle that was not, like, kind of clear on, like on the goal line. I thought it was closer than they made it seem. And obviously, I think if it was that close, we would have seen it. But how, we only got one replay angle. That made it seem like it was a lot closer than that. And yeah, then I was like, wait, should this be challenged? And then the Packers just kind of ran the next play. Yeah, they kind of moved along really quickly there.
1: But I, um, you kind of poking fun at me last week, calling me the the stats department. I have a little a little stat that I cooked up here. Um, I love this. Uh, which I, <laughs> which I can't uh, wait to
2: meet this intern you hired. My dog. He's sleeping right behind me. <laughs> Every
1: show, man, like clockwork. He's right there. Um, no, you mentioned Danny Vitale and and that wheel route and being like, oh, where you know where has this been? Can't wait to see more of this. I, I, I saw that play, and this is actually going to get into a, a note nug um, transition into a note nug. My negative note nug for this game, uh, but Danny Vitale uh, averaged uh, he he was on the field in uh, an average of fourteen percent of the offensive snaps. Uh, between the first and second game against the Bears and, and the Vikings, and in uh, this game against the Broncos, that went up to thirty-three percent, which is a huge difference, and I think partially is uh, is indicative of the of the team just getting to more of of some of those unscouted looks, finally getting to work in some of that new stuff um, that Rogers has been sort of clamoring to unleash and we need guys like Danny Vitale and we need guys like big Bob. And that's going to bring me to my negative note nug here, which is Jimmy Graham. What do you, Mm. why, 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 why? I think I am done. I'm out. I'm selling my stock. We all know how pro tight end I am. But at this point, I just feel like he's a really big wide receiver who can't run, who can't separate and who's played seemingly half his snaps in green Bay and nursing some form of a hand or finger injury, which also kind of means he can't catch, which is kind of a problem for a pass catcher. And I mean, he's a willing blocker. Sure. But he's not good at it and he's 32 and he's not going to get any better at it. I'm sorry, Brian Gutekunst for as much as you want to, you know, talk to the media and say that if you watch the tape, he's a good, he's a good blocker. It's just not true. And I think we need to admit that. And you know, he was injured last week and, and questionable to play in this game. So I was actually interested in seeing guys like Big Bob get some more snaps. But nope, Jimmy was, you know, good to go. And, and bless his heart, he toughs out these injuries. But I just don't see um, what he's adding out there. In fact, I see him detracting because I remember a series where he was the only tight end on the field for, um, for the whole series. And all he did was fail at blocking. That's like, if that's what you're going to ask your tight end to do, then let that be Lewis or let it be big Bob. I mean, I don't know. Rogers, um, in his post game remarks, uh, said that, uh, he needs to get Jimmy the ball more. And I disagree. <laughs> and yeah. There's the buzzer. I, I know you need some bigger bodied skill position players out there. I just think that you should try letting that be Danny Vitale or big Bob for a while.
2: And don't, and don't they also have big receivers, um, maybe you know who who aren't fake tight ends like isn't lazard like six four or six five or something like that he's just like an absolute monster i mean it, have jimmy graham out there on passing downs alone if you insist on doing that but like you said um he's just become you know he, he just detracts from the offense. and it's funny too because you know he caught that touchdown to start the year and it was like oh that's kind of exactly why the packers should have had you, you know Got Jimmy Graham, red zone, jump ball, situation, fifty-fifty ball. But
1: if you insist in having him on the field, you should do it in just that circumstance.
2: Exactly. The ball's right. on the
1: eight-yard line, it's goal to go, and you want to throw him fifty-fifty balls because he is a former basketball player. He can box out, he's big, yeah. he can get, you know, four inches of air and just like body people out, and he can he can make a catch that way. But I haven't seen him do anything else this year. That makes me think he should be getting these meaningful reps over other guys. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's a, you know, it's, I talked about this a little bit last season, but maybe it's indicative of, of some shortcomings in in the game of a guy like big Bob, you know, like they're not heaping praise on him. They, they, they say some nice things. They're complimentary of him. But, uh, I feel like if big Bob was about to have a, a breakout I feel like Rogers would be talking him up more. I don't know. He seems to do that. So maybe it's a little of that. Maybe they just don't have um, an alternative there, but it's just kind of a bummer to get to this point in the season and realize, you know, great, we're running this LeFleur scheme, which is like very tight end heavy and we don't have a tight end that we can rely on to
2: to run this. Right. Well, and part of it too, it ha- could have a lot to do with what's behind him, but you know, the the money has to play in, right? When you're paying your guy money who's like a big free agent signing, you want to get something out of it. So maybe you hang on, not like a year too long, but you know, a, a few games or a few reps even too long, just hoping that you can squeeze out of him what you thought you might be getting when you signed him. Um, and and I you know, yeah, you don't you can't telegraph your offense and like, oh, Jimmy Graham's not on the field, it's a run. Jimmy Graham's on the field, it's a pass. But at the same time when he's out on the field in a running scenario i would say against most starting defensive linemen slash linebackers in the league there is i don't know less than like what 20 to 30 percent chance he's going to win that matchup blocking why not have someone who at least makes it like a just coin flip give him a <laughs> chance give the you know what i mean just just yeah. just please um so yeah i mean i'm with you i uh, this this must be just kind of the end, um, and yeah. and hopefully they they explore a, a new alternative and maybe there's a mid season breakout doesn't really seem like it, uh, from someone else although I want that to be Big Bob, um, really badly, but uh, you know maybe the answer is <laughs> more more looks with the fullback which uh is. Is cool by me if uh if it, if Vitale is gonna continue making these little plays that make him just like a folk hero for for Packer Nation. That
1: play, I mean, you know, he really highlighted his his speed. It was just kind of all of a sudden you're watching and you're like, Oh wait, who's this like really fast, large person? <laughs> oh, it's yeah. Danny Vitali, this guy we watched all preseason <laughs> long, just run up and down the field and and haven't really seen much of. Again, though. Stats, stats man, 33% of the offensive snaps uh, in this game. He was on the field. So maybe um, as that trust develops, he will he will be featured more uh, as we move forward. And as the show moves forward, let's do uh, some note nugs from the listeners at the APC pod on Twitter. We, we put out a notice after every game. Send us your note nugs, hashtag note nugs, and uh, tell us what you think. Lauren writes in Zadarius doing an army crawl post sack and uh mock eating a bowl of spaghettios might be the best post sack celebration I've ever seen. I don't know how you can tell it's spaghettios. I always assume it's like cereal or something. I don't know, but well, what do you
2: think? What is he eating? <laughs> uh yeah, great question i w- I had no idea spaghettios was an option yeah is that just um was that just from the the note nug, or is that kind of agreed upon by most people who uh, have commented on this?
1: Uh, I'm gonna put. We're gonna put that out to the listeners. If you have an answer, get at us at the APC Pod and and tell us what it is, because I have no idea.
2: I always thought it was cereal. Like every time Zeke does the the, the feed me thing, I just assume it's cereal. Because what else do you shovel in like that? It's like violent. There's milk splashing. You know, <laughs> there's got to be something like that. Um, so I assume. Yeah, I always assume it's a bowl of cereal. Yeah, me too.
1: Steve writes in, uh, the Smiths were such an amazing signing by Goody. I agree. Steve adding in Gary playing effectively on a solid defense. Seems like a good sign. Still early in the year. That is true. I want to pause for a moment on this one from Short King. He writes in hashtag note nugs Rogers, three throwaways in a row to go three and out must be a new record. We, we touched on this a bit, but uh, did you notice that during the game and were you kind of like, what the heck's going on here? Or did it not bother you? I don't know. It was yeah. raining too, which I feel like people, I, I know I lost that sometimes when you're watching it on TV, you kind of forget that it's raining sometimes cause you can't really see. But anyway, what did you think of that?
2: Uh, it was weird. Um, yeah. I would venture to guess that, that's not the first time we've seen that, though. I think maybe it feels like, oh, wow, well, we haven't seen that in forever. But when the offense got a little stagnant with McCarthy and Rodgers was just so obviously frustrated with the the coaching and things like that, I bet you there had to be a series where there was there was a similar, just three, like, uh, screw it, throwaways, a we'll little punt the ball, um, just out of, like, spite almost. But may- maybe I'm wrong. Um, it was weird. I, you know, it also might boil down to just uh a lack of targets, no disrespect to Danny Vitali and 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 Bob Tanyan. But um I, I think we'll touch on this a little bit later. I saw a question um on on Twitter in the in the in the mailbag um about just kind of the pass catching options. But yeah, that's that's something I think worth noting is that it, there's not a lot of guys with a lot of experience and a lot of proven success. Um that he can look to to throw to, which is a narrative that I feel like has been going for so many years, uh, too many years now. But anyway. Yeah.
1: This next week coming in from Foreman's basement, hashtag note nugs, Jamal Williams is good. He was good in this game. And uh, he gave an interview post game where he talked about the rain. He loves the rain. He said something like, I see you laughing already. He said something like, uh, like everyone, everyone else is like a dog trying to swim and he feels like a mermaid. I think that's what he said when it's raining. And I mean, he looked like the he looked like the more elusive back on the field. He looked really, really comfortable. That was fun to see.
2: That was. And that was a great soundbite. And I'm just still trying to understand what that means. <laughs> I don't know, I man. Like, I love that guy. He's
1: such a nice guy.
2: Uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. And he he says a lot of uh, uh, things that are kind of out there that make you go, huh? Um I, if anything, I thought Aaron Jones was the one who made the play in the rain, like when he almost fell, like his his uh, last touchdown run when he just kind of squirted through, and everyone was like, "How did that happen?" That that seemed mermaid like, but yeah, you know, that's Jamal true. Williams is uh, Jamal Williams is look great, and again, it's just good balance between the two. Um, I I like that you know there's clearly intent to get the ball in their hands, even in passing scenarios. Uh, I feel like the screen game is low key like making its way back in Green Bay, which is kind of fun. So. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. And also just, you know, in terms of fan experience, a play like the one where his offensive line then came and pushed him forward, his helmet gets ripped off. Yeah. Those are the things that just really just get you out of your seat that you, you know, you just kind of have to appreciate those something that you kind of remember, like for the rest of the season. Like I remember that one time Jamal Williams just kind of bossed everybody, uh, with the help of his line. Yeah, that was awesome.
1: Uh, John writes in, I honestly believe opposing teams know the run defense isn't as good and think they can run it to a win. Petten also believes this and basically says, I dare you, we are 3-0 and against uh, all three talented power back teams. I think that's pretty true.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. I mean, um, they were missing uh, Montrevious Adams, right? Yeah, he was out. Is he maybe important to them? I mean, uh, you know, there's... One of the group texts, one of the many Packer-related group texts, Gabe nights of ESPN Wisconsin was tweeting, like I expected to miss him weirdly, and I almost feel like I missed Adams even more. Yeah. I kind of just forgot that he's, yeah. he's a guy who's kind of a productive member now. I was actually really shocked at the ease that, with which Denver moved the ball down the field on the ground. Um, a little bit concerning. I, again, maybe it's an I dare you thing, but um, I, I, Dallas will be a nice test for that. <laughs> you know, yeah, they're on the schedule coming up. I think that will that will tell us a lot.
1: Yep, I agree. Uh, that's going to do it for our note nugs. Thanks to everyone who wrote in. We don't have time to get to all of you because there were a lot. But after every game, hashtag note nugs, tweet at us at the APC pod, and we're going to try to keep this up every single week. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to keep the Twitter love and uh, email love going with a little mailbag session right after this. Yeah, all right. Mail time. I see you. I see you wiggling on camera.
2: <laughs> I just love hearing the dial-up internet sound. I don't know. It just, you know, it just makes you feel a certain way.
1: I actually, I cut it off early this time. It goes all the way to like the you've got mail, but like some of those noises, they're very abrasive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, they are. I mean, I hated them when I was hearing them when it was what you were relying on for your internet connection. But hearing them now makes me feel like it's, you know, late Monday night slash early Tuesday morning. I just kind of snuck. Uh, you know, I, I stayed up late watching Monday Night Raw and then snuck into the little like computer room where we had our first desktop computer. Just good times, good times.
1: <laughs> All right, let's get to the mailbag. Uh, we'll start with an email from uh, Ted in Virginia. The APC podcast at gmail.com is where you can find us. Uh, he writes in, hey, guys, is it me? Or does this defense play with more swagger and confidence? I like how they celebrate as a team after big plays and how they don't hang their heads and they bounce back after getting beat. And we've touched on this a lot, but, um, specifically to Ted's point, um, I totally agree that it seems like in the past, this is a a defense that would have, you know, fallen apart. Or I think actually, you know, Aaron Rodgers had spoken to that as well in one of his, uh, press availabilities in the last week saying, you know, in the past we've had, you know, maybe this was not the most professional thing for him to say, but it's, but basically implying that in the past we've had some guys who they get beat and it affects them for the rest of the game and, and things can fall apart and and not these guys. These guys bounce back.
2: Yeah, no, they absolutely do. Uh, and they definitely play with um, a, a, a swagger that has been unmatched in Green Bay for a while, which is funny because – um you know, I remember over the offseason, we talked about the departure of Mike Daniels and there was kind of some mixed opinions about how he impacted the locker room. It seemed like for a while he was that spark plug. And then I, I don't remember where the initial like anonymous source came from and which piece it was in that kind of said that there are some teammates of Mike Daniels who don't necessarily like him. Yeah. Um, or, or like his style and yeah. maybe feel like it's, you know, phony, tough guy type stuff. Um, so I whatever you know be that what it may you know that that guy who clearly has some type of influence over your locker room not being there and it instead just being it's it's an interesting chemistry on the defensive side of the ball and i don't mean to just turn this into that type of thing but it, it it's a mix that you have to really appreciate because yeah. you feel like there's a good respected veteran at every level so darius smith from everything that he says and everything you read is ultimate teammate right yeah. takes the whole defense out doing all these things that guy wants to be in Green Bay is loving it is playing well maybe only being outperformed by his counterpart Preston Smith who is all of a sudden just a monster he's having fun doing it Tremont Williams still productive player ton of experience you know really just like the poster child of 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 what it takes to just kind of be a successful defensive back in green Bay for a while and do a lot of things for the team. Yeah. And then you have these young guys who are just too cocky and confident to know any better, which is amazing. Like this is again, I, I it, it takes a lot for me not to get too excited about the stage that this defense is in. Yeah. They're kind of in that sweet spot. Now where you are getting just enough out of veterans and about to get the most out of the young guys and that's that's the winning window right there you know yeah. and and it just so happens to fall with a defensive coordinator who i think is actually very smart and yeah. very very good yeah
1: um, <laughs> so. i don't uh, know how much of the of the of the media availability videos you watch on packers.com but ha- have you noticed how Zadaria Smith and Preston Smith always do their locker room availability together like post game they always get interviewed as a tandem it's adorable <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is. Would it be happening if they didn't have the same name? Like, uh, what is that? I, I mean, don't it's know. Cool. Smith I get and it. Smith, man. Personal yeah, injury lawyers on that. at your disposal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It. It. If if you if there's two of the same last name, it's always like there's always going to be the. Oh, it sounds like a law firm joke, um, but these guys take that to to a whole new level.
1: Ryan uh, tweets in, I just wanted to hit on this. Is Jimmy Graham a liability? We just talked a lot about Jimmy Graham, um, so I will just answer that by saying yes. I don't know. What do you think? (laughs)
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) Simple answer. Moving on to uh, Joe at work, our old buddy Joe at work on Twitter. At what point do we start getting worried about the playmakers on offense? Uh, Listed in order are Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, Big Bob, MVS, um, I'm not worried about Devonte Adams. I'm I'm worried about not getting him enough targets. I think he had four targets in this game, which I thought was a little unusual. There weren't a lot of passes thrown. I mean, it was a wet game again, um, but. And 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 the Broncos made it clear from the beginning that they were going to try to play the ball control game. So maybe that has something to do with it. So I'm not worried about Devontae Adams. I'm also not worried about Aaron Jones, a shifty back, having a, not an awesome day at the office uh, in the rain. But he did get those scores. Uh, Jamal Williams, not worried about him. Uh, I don't know. I'm not worried about any of these guys.
2: Yeah. Um. I guess I'm not worried about those. Well. Again, this was the this was the one that I was referring to earlier when I was talking about um, just a seeming uh, uh, like a low uh, degree of confidence in in the amount of weapons that are at Aaron Rodgers' disposal. I like the backfield, and that includes the fullback. Um, I think MVS is good and he's productive, but you know, part of the Devontae Adams thing, I think it you know it was it was a wet game, um, but I'm wondering if if they're if the Packers. I know it's a new offense. Uh, if if taking away Devontae Adams is something that could become easy to game plan for. Yeah. Because we've seen next to nothing from Geronimo Allison so far this season. Yep. Um, you know, MVS obviously had the touchdown on the free play. He can he produces some game breaking plays. But where, you know, there's not a lot else there. So I agree with Joe's sentiment. That's a, I'm not worried about any of these guys in particular saying, oh, he's no good. He's, you know, he's not really someone who could be a part of the solution long term. But there just doesn't feel like there's a lot
1: there, yeah.
2: yeah right now, it, it feels um, like
1: Devonte Adams and a bunch of uh, unproven's really at the uh, at the wide receiver position, at least, and 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 tight end. I mean, Joe mentions Big Bob. I mean, I, I'm not really worried about Big Bob per se, but as I mentioned earlier, I am worried about the fact that um, you know Lafleur runs a, a a tight end heavy offense, and we haven't yet seen quality tight end play, and that gets back um to ryan's comment as well about jimmy graham you know why is he out there what is he doing for us um so i guess uh you know i kind of walked back my answer and now i i am (laughs) communicating some some level of concern but i also think it's early and we've played uh like three defenses that i think were like top 10 last year so it's it and it's going to continue to be tough but they're going to get teams like the raiders at some point and um it will get a little easier but um yeah i guess there is reason for concern
2: right i mean Rodgers is going to have a couple of those games you know and and i i don't think it's fair to expect them every time as we probably used to um those other worldly games lighting up the stat sheet making ridiculous throws it, that that's going to come at some point this year though um it just will um and I I think you're right. It's probably unfair to expect that early on in the year with a new system against the the Bears and the Vikings. Like th- those are those are two really good defenses that have always given the Packers problems. Right? Even when they were playing within a scheme that they've known um, that Aaron Rodgers has known is you know essentially his whole career. So um, I'm I'm reserving the being like actually worried, but I I it, I understand why one would. <laughs> would pose that question. Yeah. I guess. Yeah.
1: Moving on to uh gauge gauge Bridgeford on Twitter writes in green Bay has faced a brutal slate of defenses to start the year. Good transition. Look at that. It's almost like I planned it. Um, and it doesn't ease up for a few weeks. If green Bay's offense struggles against team X on the schedule, I'll be legitimately concerned. Who is team X? I mentioned the Raiders. Um, I think that's team X for me. Um, because they have them at home, and if the offense struggles against um, uh, a pretty not great, maybe average, maybe Raiders team, um, then I would be worried. I seriously do not anticipate that happening.
2: Yeah, I think that, I mean, I guess if they struggled on a short week, even though they are at home against the Eagles, you couldn't really argue it. The Eagles are a respectable team. They struggled at the Cowboys. Um, I, You know, the Cowboys are... Cowboys are an offense-heavy team that's looking like a very good overall football team. Um, Yeah, their
1: defense has improved from last year. I I would say that their defense um, it has now become good. Are they great? We don't know yet. I don't think so, but they're at least good.
2: Yeah, I I mean the Raiders. I think the Raiders is is the one. Um, And honestly, I I know that game comes a week before you get Packers Chiefs, which is going to be a world of fun and maybe a world of hurt. But (laughs) um, at least we have a defense now that we could say might be able to keep us within striking distance in that game um i would say that they should also be very productive against kansas city yeah their kansas defense city is, is leaky yeah they're, yeah they're just gonna have to outscore people like they're just gonna have pat mahomes is just gonna throw 400 yards and five touchdowns and carry them to like 13 and 3 yep. but there's there's gonna be issues there that are gonna show themselves maybe they show um when they face a very capable packer defense
1: Moving on, Ben Saylor on Twitter writes in, MBS had six catches, 99 yards, and a touchdown against Denver. So why isn't there more excitement around him? We just got done reading a tweet and talking about um, some concern uh, uh, in the offensive skill position area, and MBS was on that list. So why aren't we more excited about MBS?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of them was a big play. I, I don't know. It's funny because um, when you read when you read that and you read those stats, obviously there was the touchdown right but outside of that did you feel like he impacted the game a lot I guess he had that one low catch for a first down I think that was kind of important I just never felt like he was really impacting the game a ton aside from obviously a very impactful play on a free play which who knows if Rodgers even just lets that thing go if it's not um if it's not a free play yeah so I don't know if you would agree with that it just never felt like he was Posing as much of a threat as those numbers may suggest, and also I think you brought something up in the group chat, our our APC pod group chat during the game. Sometimes some unsure hands, right? With with MVS, that that's still a thing.
1: Yeah, I think he and Geronimo uh, both have that problem, and that's something that that you can work on. And I will I will quote, or or channel my my inner Aaron Nagler and say, you know, like let these guys develop. I do you think that there is potential there and they need snaps to get better and it's not always going to be uh, pretty. And so maybe that's a little annoying to watch in season when you're like, Oh, but they could have gone out and gotten veteran X, but you still got to let these guys develop. And I think that uh, one thing that, that MVS needs to to work on as well as Geronimo is securing the ball. As soon as you touch it, get having those sticky hands and just knowing that you're going to get popped. There's a defender, breathing down your neck, you're going to get hit. You got to hang on to the ball. That's the, that's the number one priority. And so I I saw a couple instances of this in, in, in Sunday's game and it's a little bit hard to tell if it was rain related. Again, it's a slippery ball, but it is something that I noticed in the prior two games as well, which were not rainy games. And that is sort of the, the failing to secure the catch instantly. And then it gets, it gets jostled out. And, and, you know, there were a, a few of those plays, both for MVS and Geronimo, where it's like, well, maybe you're like twisting around, falling to the ground, flipping over. Like that's acrobatic stuff. I get that it's hard, but like guys make those catches in the NFL. They make them every yeah. week. We see we <laughs> see them on SportsCenter every week. Or I don't see them on Sports Center because I don't
2: have cable. Is,
1: is that still a thing? I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, gone are the days that I watched the same episode of Sports Center five times. Uh, the same twenty five
1: minute loop until
2: three oh, in the morning. My God. <laughs> Just brutal. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything you said. Devontae Adams makes those catches. Yeah. Like I know that they don't make a lot like Devontae Adams. It's not necessarily a fair expectation, but an NFL player is capable of making that, <laughs> yep. that play that you're, uh, asking those guys to make.
1: Agreed. Uh, one last Twitter question coming in from Steve on Twitter. Do you guys think that Rogers is ever going to get close to how great he was a few years ago, I know we had some nice throws, uh, but it seems too often he's missing throws and too quick uh, to get to the scramble drill plays. Are these growing pains in the new offense, or um, or what do you think, Alex? You know, I, I we had talked about in, in our chat during the game. There were a few throws in this game, and, and and we've seen a few, you know, sporadically here and there for the last two years. I would say um, a few throws that were just like what was that like that was a bad throw or it left his hand funny or I can remember specifically one to um to Bob Tanyan on the on the right side hash and um was an easy completion for a first down and he just like almost sailed it into the stands it was really was like a what was that moment so um yeah I don't know is uh, are are we ever going to see the classic Aaron Rodgers again or is this uh growing pains in the new offense and and we'll get there or what
2: I don't think so. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen anyone play that well, ever. (laughs) You know? I mean, he's sustained a ridiculously high level of efficiency for so long. I don't know that it's... I think you'd... I would just feel dumb sitting around waiting for a person who's aging, uh, who's suffered some significant injuries um, in recent years, to return to this form that was otherworldly that just doesn't make any sense now with that being said again i still think there's going to be a game or two where that kind of happens i don't know that he's going to put together the numbers that he was putting together in 2011 2014 things like that but um he doesn't need to again the goal should be not for us to be sitting like waiting for him to become that that quarterbacking god again yeah but to instead just kind of appreciate the fact that he doesn't necessarily have to be for them to succeed. Yeah. I mean, the three and O right. Like and he hasn't even played well. Um, and one one thing that I think is great that I, I don't think you could say this for everybody. I mean, you know, maybe Peyton Manning's Tom Brady's, those are, those are the exceptions. And those are the first places people are going to go. when when, when I say something like this, but the one thing I am confident he's not going to do even in his old age, quote unquote, um, is be a turnover prone quarterback. Yep, and that is such a value. Like, yep. yeah, maybe he can't throw a hail mary with pinpoint accuracy anymore. Maybe he can't um, be rolling to his left and drop a ball in on a dime sixty yards through the air on the right hash. But he's also not going to do some dumb shit that loses you games. Yeah, like he's just not. Yeah. You know, which is if if that's I think the the most we can ask for uh, in an aging quarterback is not to make a throw i don't know say in an nfc championship game cross your body over the middle of the field that uh makes your um play-by-play commentator lose his mind uh, and uh produce one of the more quotable quotes uh in it's recent not de- memory. not detroit man it's the super bowl <laughs> that is not gonna be aaron Rodgers. which you know what i'm cool with that that's I'm funny totally there, there cool is
1: also that. that corner though of of not just twitter but football fans in general who, who think that uh he should throw more interceptions. He should take more he should take more risks. To those people, I say, get get all the way the F out of here with that.
2: Yeah, that was silly then. When they had a bad defense, it's sillier now that they have a good one. Yeah. And 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 with that defense. <laughs> I can't believe I'm gonna say this, and I'm half serious. Is a f- kick ass punter, man. <laughs> like... JK, JK throw the ball away rather than take a risk if you know this guy's just going to boom one like yeah. 70 yards and and back the other team up and and you're going to be able to generate pressure and give yourself a decent chance of not allowing like an 80 yard touchdown drive.
1: Aaron Rodgers keeps making these comments uh, on the microphone or at the at the podium uh, about JK that make me believe that he's kind of like the Ned Flanders of the locker room. Like he seemed <laughs> like like he, at some point he said, yeah, JK's been kicking the hell out of the ball, although he wouldn't say hell. Like, really? He's a professional athlete and he's going to say, heck? Or maybe not even that? Maybe like fish sticks or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: I mean, yeah, I I read that quote and I thought the same thing. And I also realized, I mean, it's really hard to find media footage of a punter yeah so that's true i guess you just have to ask a beat reporter or something Unless you're pat mcafee
1: a lot of footage there <laughs>
2: yeah 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 seriously um that'll be our first question for someone who's in the locker room on a on a almost daily basis covering the team day in and day out have you ever heard jk scott say anything off color
1: yeah well we'll uh we've been working with um wes hodkowitz of Packers.com, we'll get him on the show at some point here, and we will definitely ask him just that. One uh, last point that I wanted to make off of uh, Steve's question and sort of like Rogers maybe decline um, is to sort of call out this this sect of Packers Twitter that. For the last few years, like everyone is just clamoring to be the first one to say that like Rogers is bad now or Rogers is declining and here are clips to show why he, you know, is declining. And it's to all of those people, I feel like I've said this a number of times on this show, but I, I, this question makes me think of it again. I just want to say just enjoy the football, just w- root for your team in the the one slice of your life where your team has a competent quarterback, not only a competent quarterback, but a very good one. Is he the best one in the league anymore? Maybe not. Patrick Mahomes is really, really good, but he's still really good. Aaron Rodgers is, and it's just, you know, you could, you could be rooting for Gardner Minshew, the second or whatever. <laughs> is it the second or the third? I don't know. Yeah, He's, <laughs> he's going to be okay. He's the first one that came to mind. Sorry. Like the yeah. mustache, the whole thing. It's cool. No, I mean, you could point.
2: be rooting for Trubisky, yeah, or Mitch Trubisky. Or, there we go. There's Kirk the Cusins. example. You yeah. could be
1: spending your entire off season talking up Mitch Trubisky. You salty I, I mean, Bears
2: fans. It's a. It's weird. It's. It's just like a race to beat everyone to the place that we're inevitably going to get. Like right. at some point, Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be good right. at football anymore. I always
1: refer to it as the race to the top of Take Mountain. Like, I was the first one to say this. It's like, congratulations. Now you're on top of the mountain. And then what? And then we have shitty football to watch for a decade.
2: Great. Yeah. And by the time he's bad, we're going to be like four years removed from the start of that take. And no. I can't remember takes from like a week ago. Yeah. Uh, like, no one's going to care. Yeah, the, the take
1: economy moves quickly.
2: Yeah. Eventually, it's not. something's going to happen in sport where... Trying to say that Aaron Rodgers isn't good isn't a trendy thing anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's been going on for too long. And it started like even while he was still very great, which sucks. Um, yeah. But yeah.
1: It's, well, uh, it's the Spider-Man effect of like you're the hero for long enough. And then eventually, you know, everyone turns on you. Someone else is the hero now. Mahomes or something, you know, some, they're going to turn on that person. And then maybe Aaron Rodgers will have like some cover. I don't know.
2: I'm yeah. Right. I mean, that's probably it. Oh man. I can't, <laughs> now I'm just thinking about that chiefs game and just getting so excited. That's going to be great. It's, it's just going to be old versus new. Yeah. And we're on the old side. It's going to be like Rocky. Um, I man, I don't know. I, I I'm just thinking about Aaron Rodgers post game on NBC doing this sh- thing. And I'm really hoping that that's, that, that's something that we can replicate oh, um, man. after a road win at Kansas city, but I don't want to get too excited about that because they're, <laughs> They're really explosive. Let's uh, move
1: out of our mailbag portion. Thanks to everyone who tweeted in at the APC pod on Twitter and emailed us the APC podcast at gmail.com. Um, we got a short week this year. The Eagles are, are coming to town, Alex, Um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I don't know if you want to give a quick prediction for the game. We don't really know anything, uh, injury wise. We don't, you know, neither team is going to practice. I hate Thursday night games. It's going to be sloppy. At least the Packers don't have to travel. I looked at the numbers, uh, today, the, the, uh, the, the desert people are undecided. Obviously it's early, but it's between, you know, Packers like one and a half to Packers four and a half. I saw like a pretty kind of a wide margin there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean. I'll ride the wave. Yeah. Um, you <laughs> know, oh, Thursday, Thursday night football, there's so many variables that I'm almost always compelled, unless it's a really obvious matchup, to just take the home team yeah. and take the team that's got the guy that probably could perform better on short rest, I guess. I, and, and maybe that sounds stupid because Carson Wentz is a younger body, but I mean, I guess how much th- the brain power of Aaron Rodgers is such that he probably doesn't need an extra however many days to watch film. So I'm going to ride with that. And I'm also going to ride with a defense. That's clearly just on fire on, on fire right now. And that stuff, I think week to week and short rest carries more than, um, you know, some of the tactical things of like, you know, trying to create a master game plan as, uh, as Doug Peterson might do, uh, on a normal week. So, um, I'll I'll take the Packers in that one. Yeah. And there's value to being at home for so long Yeah, where they've been for a very long time.
1: Yeah. I'm going to take the Packers, too. I think that, um, as you mentioned, the, the Packers defense right now showing no signs of slowing down. And uh, the Eagles defense is a little bit banged up. And each week, the Packers offense has gotten incrementally better inch by inch, a few more points, a few more completions, one or two like new wrinkles. We're like, oh, yeah, more of that, please. So we haven't seen the total package yet, but it has gotten better every week. And like you said, Thursday night game, home team, not not traveling. And um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, as I said earlier in the podcast, uh, took zero sacks, is going to be feeling pretty good. And, uh, yeah, so I as well am going to take the Packers. And with that, we are going to hit the polka. Um, yeah, so this is the end of the show. This is the part of the show where I start to stammer on and Alex stares at me blankly with a smirk like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, follow the show at the APC pod on Twitter. Uh, give us a rating on iTunes. We got an uh, an iTunes rating Recently, that just said something like, "like gotta have my nuggets." Awesome. (laughs) Keep that coming on brand, on brand as ever in the uh, comment section, the reviews for the podcast. Also, they help us, you know, get our show in front of more people, and that is uh, helpful as well. At Alex Batakis on Twitter, at Zach Rapport on Twitter, Ben Foldy, who is not here, but I can guarantee you is shirtless somewhere in a dark room. (laughs)
2: <laughs> at Ben Foldy
1: on Twitter. Keep it locked into AcmePackingCompany.com all week long as we get ready to welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to Green Bay. And uh, hopefully, next time we talk to you, after the quarter poll, it'll be four wins, zero losses for your Green Bay Packers. Let's go, pack go, Get a win out there.
2: J.K., J.K., J.K. <laughs> <laughs> Woo!
1: Kick the heck out of the ball.